And a very special good morning to you on this beautiful Lord's Day. It's a privilege to stand here in Father Rick's place. He and his family, as you may know, are away for a few days of holiday. Three Saturdays ago, here at Restoration, my daughter Megan was married to Bamba. It was a grand occasion. The bride and the church were so beautiful. After the wedding, they had a few days at a friend's cabin in Oregon, and now they're getting settled in their apartment in Los Angeles. Mamba is back at work at Frontier Ventures, a small mission agency, and Megan will soon start her master's degree at, uh, in spiritual formation at Talbot Graduate School. But I say that introduction just to thank you for being her church family these last number of years. She was very blessed by you and the uh, fellowship that she had with you. Our gospel reading this morning is an account of Jesus and Simon Peter. It takes place at the beginning of Jesus' ministry. Jesus had moved from his home in Nazareth to Capernaum on the shore of the Sea of Galilee. The lake is also known, as our reading says, the Lake of Gennesaret. He had come to know Simon Peter as a neighbor. He had healed Simon Peter's mother-in-law, who had a fever. He had also come to know Simon as a fisherman. Now let me ask what some may say is an obvious question. What does a fisherman want the most of all? This encounter of Jesus and Simon Peter is a real story. It really happened. But could it also be a parable-like story, highlighting the deep longings of the heart? The account emphasizes the power of God in the work in the life of a man and of his message. The Isaiah and the epistle readings speak into the encounter. And we're going to reference phrases from these readings as we go. Altogether, our readings this morning speak to our passage today about God's work of salvation. I'll be breaking the rule, however, because I've got four points this morning and not the customary three. But as we begin, please join me in a moment of prayer. Heavenly Father, this is your word. Your son, the Lord Jesus Christ, was there on the lakeshore that day with Simon Peter. May your Holy Spirit help us to grasp today what you want us to know and experience through this account. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Notice the context of our Luke reading. It shows us something really important. The account begins with Jesus talking with God, his heavenly Father in heaven. Jesus went to a desolate place to pray. Here we witness the empowerment of Jesus. We all know Jesus was God on earth. As a man, he was clear about his calling. He said to those who came to find him, I must preach the good news. I must go to the other towns as well. He was dependent on God's empowerment. Jesus made it a priority to connect with God, the Father in heaven. Isaiah quotes, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me. The encounter 
Simon Peter had with Jesus, the transformation of that man, the net full of fish, were all dependent on this empowerment. And the same is true for us today. It is vital that we are connected to our God in heaven, God the Father, through the work of the Holy Spirit, takes our calling, our work, and his message, and gives us all his divine power. So let's now consider the message of Jesus that he gave. Our passage mentions Jesus preaching in the Jewish synagogues of Judea and teaching by the shore of the lake. So we have different venues, different places with different audiences, but with essentially the same core truths, the same messages for each place. So here Jesus is speaking to a crowd by the lakeshore. The message is summarized as the good news of the kingdom of God, or simply the word of God. Our Old Testament reading from Isaiah refers to the message as good news, a message of the Lord's favor. The Old Testament passage references the kind of people that it is good news for. It's good news for the poor, for the brokenhearted, for captives and prisoners. So some were there, yes, no doubt, they were just simply curious, but there were some there with a deep humility. Some recognized their utter spiritual bankruptcy apart from God. Some would, would be acutely conscious of their own lostness and hopelessness apart from God's divine grace. It is good news. As the message provides a solution, it tells us how to get out of our spiritual prisons. It answers a huge need and longing for each of our hearts because it tells us about Jesus. We do not have a script of Jesus' talks, but from piecing together other accounts and passages in the Bible, we have a good idea of what Jesus would have been talking about that day by the lake. The context is establishing God's reign in our world, establishing the kingdom of God on earth. This is truly significant as our world is currently held captive by the evil one. Satan, known as the devil, the father of lies. And the good news tells us how this was and is being accomplished. You see, the kingdom of God is all about Jesus, the Son of God coming to earth, living a perfect life, dying on the cross, being buried, being raised from the dead, and living today. Paul, in his letter to the believers in Corinth, our epistle reading this morning, calls the good news the message of reconciliation. In summary, by Christ giving his life, he reconciled humankind, all of us, to God. Now, how did he do that? Jesus took on our sin. So the one who knew no sin, he became sin for you and me. Therefore, as God looks at us, he doesn't count our unrighteousness, our trespasses against us, but he has given them to Jesus. Jesus died in our place, and this is truly good news. In summary, the good news is all about the Lord Jesus Christ. 
What Jesus did is good news for all of us and for the whole world. So that day, by the lakeshore, Jesus was telling a large crowd literally about himself. It says that the people were pressing in on him to hear. They were anxious to be healed. They'd no doubt heard about Simon Peter's mother-in-law. Many wanted to be free. It was the same message that Father Rick speaks here at Restoration. It's the same message that is being spoken around the world in many, many churches, in many different places and in languages. But notice in our account what happens when Jesus finishes speaking. Notice the invitation of Jesus. One thing I know about Father Rick is that he likes to fish. Now, can you imagine Father Rick giving a passionate Bible message and then stopping and switching subject and saying, let's all just go fishing? I think we'd be shocked. We'd be surprised. Well, that's exactly what Jesus did that day by the lake. Let me explain. It's fascinating to consider. We noted earlier that Jesus was empowered, that he was anointed by God to do his work. That means that as Jesus was speaking about the coming kingdom of God, God's Holy Spirit was taking the message and speaking to each man and each woman, each boy and girl present there by the lake. He was bringing to life spiritually dead people. He was opening the ears of people's hearts to hear God. He was speaking to them uniquely, to each one individually. The message that Jesus proclaimed that day was for all, but the invitation noted here was uniquely spoken and tailored for Simon Peter. He was a fisherman. God knew how to reach him. What question did we ask at the start this morning? What does a fisherman want the most? The answer is obvious. A fisherman wants to catch fish. So look at the invitation. Jesus addressing Simon Peter says, put out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. Now I'd like us to stop here for a moment. The instruction, the invitation that Jesus gave was to put out into the deep. Now think about the implication of this. It's a bold and complete step of faith. It's putting out into the deep. Could be even scary, but spiritually speaking, this is placing our whole selves in God's hands. It's completely trusting him. Simon Peter could have responded in one of two ways. He could have said, Master, we've toiled all night and took nothing. Thanks very much for your kind invitation, but I'm tired. I'm going home to sleep. And besides, you're not a fisherman. You do not fish during the day at the Sea of Gennesaret. All the fish are at the bottom of the lake. They go down in the heat of the day to where it's cool. Now, as a man with a free will. Simon Peter could have said that. He could have simply gone home to sleep, and that would have been the end of the story. But notice what Simon Peter did say. He said, Master, we have toiled all night and took nothing, but, but at your word, I will let down the nets. So what is happening? 
Simon Peter is putting aside his own experience as a professional fisherman. He's putting aside his physical strength. He's putting aside his pride and his strong sense of self and personhood. He is saying, I acknowledge you as master. I am placing my faith in you. I'm sure I don't fully understand what's going on here, but I'm believing you in this moment. You see, the message that had been spoken that day was all about Jesus. And while that message was being spoken, the Holy Spirit was speaking to Simon Peter's heart and mind and soul, saying, Simon Peter, believe in this man. He is your Messiah. He is the God and King of the universe. Notice how with this step of faith, now the fulfillment of Jesus. The account tells us that when Simon Peter and his friends let down the nets, they enclosed a large number of fish. Their nets were breaking. Their boats began to sink. So understated in the gospel. It wasn't just a small miracle. It was an overwhelming miracle. It was a physical picture to demonstrate the spiritual reality of a transformed man, the miracle of a God-filled life. Two things happened at that moment. First, we reference back to Genesis chapter 1, verses 20 and 23, where it records when the God of creation, Jesus, created the fish of the sea. Genesis says it this way. It talks about the swarms of living creatures in the water, and it says that God blessed them and said, fish, be fruitful and multiply and fill the waters of the sea. I can't help but wonder. Jesus must have spoken with the fish that day by the lake, just like he did at creation. He said to the fish that day, come to the surface. We need to show Simon Peter something very special. We need to show him who I am, the Lord, the God of creation. We need him to know that I am his savior. Secondly, that moment of fulfillment. Simon Peter saw, when he saw the fish, he was astonished according to our gospel reading. He knew it was a miracle. He fell down at Jesus' knees and said, Depart from me, O Lord. Now at that moment, Simon Peter saw Jesus as the Lord of the universe, as the holy God. And over time, Jesus would continue to reveal more and more of himself to Simon Peter. But also at that same moment, Simon Peter saw himself in his true condition. He saw himself as poor and brokenhearted and a captive. He was given a more rightly oriented and honest view of himself. You see, in every account in the Bible where a human encounters the divine, the same, same thing happens. People are afraid. They know the divine holds the power of life and death. They see themselves in light of a powerful and holy God. How did Jesus respond? He said to Simon Peter, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. 
Now, filling in the blanks, Jesus was saying this, this is why, Simon Peter, I have come. I have to come to proclaim the good news to you that I am reconciling you to God the Father. Your sins are forgiven. You are now a new creation. As Paul in our Corinthians Passions describes, the old has passed away, the new has come. Simon Peter at that instant was made a new man, and he was given a new calling to be an ambassador, to partner with Jesus, to tell others, to fish for men and women and bring them into God's kingdom. So this morning, we've been looking at the account of Jesus and Simon Peter. As we noted at the start, fisher folks want to catch fish. Could this be taken as a parable-like account also? Could it be addressing what you and I want the most? We want our lives to be fulfilled. We've toiled all night on our own, in our own strength, but we have caught nothing. We want to be spiritually free. We want to catch all that we can in the life that God has given to us. We want, even if we can't quite verbalize it, we want to be reconciled to our God, our Maker and Father in heaven. Jesus came to do all of that. He created us. He knows our deepest longings. He knows how to fill our nets, not just in small ways, but in overwhelming, miraculous ways. He wants not only to redeem us, but to partner with us in his work. He wants to entrust to us a place of service in his kingdom. He wants to anoint each one of us, to empower us, to live out and speak out his message and extend to others his invitation to come into God's kingdom. In summary, he wants to fill each of us with himself, to live in us. So, how will we respond? Paul, in our reading this morning, says, I implore you, on behalf of Christ, see the Lord Jesus Christ as Lord and Master and God. Say, yes, Lord, yes, I want to go out to the deep. I want to let down my nets and trust you. Help me in that process. Our lives, like Simon Peter, will be completely transformed. It is a promise with eternal value. Amen.